Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network, located at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump and at widemencantjump.com. Here's the best pod in sports, bringing you all the NBA highlights, analysis, and even some college basketball analysis as well. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New and CamBay.com. You can find this show at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find podcasts, as well at WideMenCan'tJump.com. Now let's go to the flagship program and this episode of Wide Men Can Jump. Oh, we're back. It's Wide Men Can't Jump. And we're talking about free agency tonight, as we've been doing for the past few weeks. It's Nate here with you, coming at you from the beautiful state of West Virginia. I know what you're thinking. Nate, you live in West Virginia. They're so far behind that Michael Jordan just played in his second All-Star game. And you're right on that. But joining me again from the great province of Alberta and the wonderful country of Canada, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tim Dombrova. No anthem. Well, it decided it didn't oh, want to okay. play. It, it, oh, right. it took the play. It took the place of our intro, which played without all a right. hitch. Fair enough. Well, the anthem can play anytime. But but yeah. the anthem but the anthem decided ah. Eh. Well, well, whatever. Uh, good evening to all from the uh, Great White North. There we go. Today. Anyhow, good evening to everyone out there listening to Wide Men Can't Jump. Hope everyone's having a great evening. Let's get to some basketball talk, Nate. Absolutely. Our first guest will be joining us, um, should be any time here. But before we get him on, let's go ahead and hear from our great sponsors, over at New Law Office. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling one 800 208 9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at one 800 203 91 Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Well, joining us right now to jump on and talk about the NBA, the free agency, the summer league, and anything else going on in the world of the NBA is Michael Pena, NBA writer and reporter with SB Nation and host of the Winning Plays podcast. Michael, thanks again for jumping on with us. Anytime, guys. No problem. My co-host Tim is here with us, and we're going to – let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, NBA offseason, 
one of the most exciting times in probably any sport when it comes to an off season. There's nothing more fun than the NBA off season. What are your thoughts so far about this off season? What's your reaction to the overall um, product that is the NBA off season so far? Uh, I mean, it's been insane. There's really no other way to describe it. You have some of the best players in the world changing teams, changing the trajectory of the entire league. No one really knows, thanks to Kevin Durant's injury, thanks to uh, where Kawhi Leonard went. No one really knows, uh, you know, who is the favorite going into next season, who is uh, likely to be in second, who is likely to be in third. There's really no hierarchy, no pecking order to speak of. It's kind of a free-for-all, and it hasn't really been that way in, I don't even know, I mean, the last time, well over a decade, I would say. I mean, we, we're coming out of the, the Golden State Warriors dynasty. We, we're coming out of, um, you know, LeBron James having four straight finals in Miami, um, running four straight finals with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And so it's just, I think that this summer really, it, it, it's the the – the beginning of a new era in the league, and I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's personally my my favorite kind of NBA where we don't have any idea what's going to happen, and there's eight, nine, ten teams that could win the championship next season. Michael, you still there? I sure am. Tim, are you there? Hello? Yeah, yeah, I got everyone. Go ahead. Can you guys hear me? I can. You can hear me? I can hear you just fine. I think Nate might be having an issue. Mm. I can't I can't hear him anymore either. Well we'll just we'll just mm. forge we'll just forge on, he'll 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 patch back in. Uh so okay, um okay. who outside of the obvious who do you like? That's made the best moves, do you think, so far? Besides the Clippers, obviously, well, which is kind of a given. Sure, I think the what the Clippers did was kind of ridiculous. I really like the haul that Oklahoma City got uh, for Paul George. Um, just a boatload of draft picks. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Danilo Gallinari's expiring contract. That was a haul. Um, you know, the Brooklyn Nets come to mind even though, uh, you know, um, they're not going to have KD for at least one season, which is a bummer for them. And we all saw what Kyrie Irving did to the Boston Celtics, at least chemically in their locker room. He still is a great talent and a great player. Um, I, I, I really like Al Horford going to the Philadelphia 76ers for them. You know, losing J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler is a dagger for sure, but you're kind of – betting on your size, you're betting on uh, your collective intelligence, you're betting on Ben Simmons taking a step forward um, in a lot of different areas of his game. And I don't know if they have enough shooting to go to the finals, but definitely a good save by them to get Al Horford, who's one of my personal favorite players in the league. Um, so there's a lot of good teams that had uh, uh, pretty good off seasons and, you know, even teams that were stagnant that didn't really lose anybody like the Houston Rockets. I think, you know, a lot of people clown the Rockets for various reasons. I think that they should enter next season pretty confident if they can figure it out internally, because there's so many talented players on that team. Well, one would argue with them is who, who do you add? 
Like, you know, adding for the sake of adding isn't always a good move either. In Houston's case, anyway. Like, who, who would they pick up? You know, they weren't going to get right. the, you know, they weren't going to get the two or three big names. So mm-hmm. who who do you, who did you want them to go out and get? I guess if you're a Rockets fan and you're complaining that they didn't do anything. Yeah, well, it, it was, you know, they're, they're kind of in the money is the expression that can be used to describe the Rockets right now, meaning, you know, they're paying a ton already. They have very little flexibility, but they're paying a ton to guys because they can win the championship right now. So, you know, teams that are like that, that are capped out, that are nearing the luxury tax, that don't have a lot of assets, those teams are built to win. And so, you know, it's really nice to grab a Jimmy Butler or grab a Tobias Harris or whatever whatever other free agent you can think of. You know, Russell Westbrook, now that he's conceivably available, it'd be really nice to add him to your roster. Um, but that's just not it's, – it's really, really tricky to do. And so, uh, you know, running it back with what they had and not losing anything significant is – is a win in my in my idea. I mean, I think that Chris Paul will probably take a little bit of a step back, although he was very effective, uh, particularly in the playoffs last year. And so if you can kind of coast through the regular season and, and get right for the playoffs as they did last year, um, you know, I think that that team is going to be really competitive and people shouldn't be overlooking them. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Houston and thinking – they kept everybody, but there was a time whenever they were throwing names. Basically, uh, Capella's name was thrown out there. Uh, P.J. Tucker's name was tossed out there. Um, and they were basically trying to create room for Jimmy Butler as they were wanting to bring him in and put him beside uh, James Harden. Could there possibly be strain on the relationship between the front office and these players? Uh, we saw it with, you know, Pau Gasol years ago when the Lakers had traded for Paul, but the trade got ixnade uh, in one of the dumbest moves in NBA history, if you ask me. But um, I'm just wondering, could these players possibly be upset and think, oh, well, they didn't want me. They wanted this guy, but they're stuck with me. Could there be that kind of mentality going on? It's possible. You know, people can have hurt feelings, but at the same time, you know, you kind of when you sign your when you sign your contract, you know, Clint Capella is making sixteen point four million dollars next year, seventeen point five the year after that, eighteen point six, nineteen point seven. So like he's you know, you can be upset and you can have your healing feelings hurt, but at the same time, this organization changed your life forever in a lot of ways. So it's just it's the nature of the business. You you know, you are getting paid, you're getting compensated very handsomely, and there's the possibility of a trade. And, you know, Clint Capella is just an example, didn't exactly play particularly well, especially in the second round series against the Golden State Warriors. So, you know, when you play that poorly and Houston has championship expectations. Like that's kind of what happens. You shake it up the next year. That's ask anyone who's on that coaching staff. Um, there's a lot of people in that front office who were let go. People on the bench let go. Mike D'Antoni was almost fired. So it's, uh, that's just the nature of the business. And so you can get your feelings hurt and you can take it the wrong way, but you're only doing a damage and a disservice to yourself if you do so. Well, let's, let's take a look at maybe some of the teams that, decided that this season they're going to 
Uh, they're going to maybe blow it up a little bit and, and go after uh, – try to get younger, per se, would be what I'm, I'm looking at here. Uh, I'm looking at teams like Memphis finally trades Mike Conley. Um, they traded a lot of assets uh, and got younger. Uh, then, you know, uh, another team would be, you know, Oklahoma City. They traded uh, Jeremy Grant today. Uh, basically, they're, the Thunder are throwing in the towel. Uh, they're going to become uh, a re, in rebuild mode here. Um, what about some of these teams? You mentioned you like the moves that the, the Thunder made with all the picks they accumulated in trading Paul George. Was it time to blow it up in Oklahoma City? And I don't, and I'm not trying to make a joke there. I mean, was it time for that team to disband? Right. Um, they're in a situation where, you know, you're going into, uh, you're going into, you know, two straight, coming off two straight years where you're not winning a playoff series, I guess actually three straight years when you're not winning a playoff series and two with Paul George on your team. And that's kind of devastating and you have a humongous luxury tax bill. And when you pay that much money for a roster, you should be advancing in the playoffs and getting better every year. And they have no way to improve internally. They're not partic- They don't have any particularly uh, interesting young players, you know, um, and not a lot of assets and not a lot of draft picks. So, you know, I think that moving Paul George was, a blessing in disguise in a lot of different ways. I don't know if you gave Sam Presti truth serum, if he would say he would, he would, he's happy about this move or if he would rather have Paul George and Russell Westbrook and maybe be able to move Steven Adams for something, although that was really tricky. So, you know, with this, with the, with the transaction that was just made, I mean, it's basically a get out of jail free card for them. And uh, now they're rebuilding. And they'll be able to shop Russell Westbrook, see what they can get for him. They're going to probably move Danilo Gallinari, see what they can get for him, and have one of the best asset bases in the league and be able to trade for the next unhappy superstar, whoever that may be, be it uh, Devin Booker, who's under contract for a while, Carl Anthony Towns is under contract for a while. Uh, maybe they, they want to swing for Brad Beal, I don't know. Um, or maybe they just want to slow roll the thing and use these picks. And that could be uh, a, a and kind of do what Sam Presti did a little bit over ten years ago when he took the job uh, in Seattle and he drafted KD and he drafted Harden and he drafted Westbrook and he set up this dynasty. So that never really fulfilled. But uh, if that's what he wants to do, you know, he's a pretty young guy. I think that that's uh, a really intriguing path for this organization as as a lot of other teams around the league are going for the crown. This is a really advantageous time to rebuild and start over and. I anticipate that is what the Oklahoma City Thunder are about to do. Carl Anthony Towns, Michael, as a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, uh, he is going nowhere. Uh, he will stay in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I, I understand what you mean. Um, but the Thunder, you bring up a good point with them. They have an interesting, uh, they have an interesting way to go about it here. Uh, they could make a move. But do you consider them maybe one of the most um, disappointing teams ever put together uh, tonight? Because they didn't win a championship. They had Ibaka, they had Durant, Westbrook, Harden, um, all these guys on that team. They get to a finals one time, and they never they never really came close. 
Um, would you put them up there? Because I know a lot of people consider the Magic team with Shaq and Penny and all those guys as disappointing. Would you put this Thunder team up there with them? Oh, of course. Uh, one of the most disappointing, um, I guess, it's you can't call them a dynasty because they never won one championship. But when you go to the finals in 2012 with those three guys and then you trade James Harden that summer and you don't even run it back uh, when you could have probably won the championship in 2013 and, and going forward. Um, they also had Serge Ibaka on that team who was young and, and just kind of a perfect fit on both ends with those guys. So, yeah, it's it's extremely disappointing. Kevin Durant will go down as one of the best players ever. Russell Westbrook. I mean, all these guys, all three of them have won uh, one MVP. And uh, I think if you were to t- – off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of how many scoring titles they've won or they've accumulated in their careers together. I mean, it's just an incredible – incredible group of talent and they, they, they really worked well together, particularly when Harden was there and he was kind of able to fill a different kind of role. Um, so yeah, it's, it's humongously disappointing and there's a lot of what ifs that associate with that organization. And I don't, I can't really recall uh, any, any team having more or, or better, a better collection of young talent than the Oklahoma City Thunder did this past decade, and it's kind of sad that they never were able to uh, have any sustainability in terms of deep playoff runs. Tim, you got any questions? Sure. Let's let's go to the champs. Let's talk about Toronto and what. Uh, how bad is Toronto going to be this year now that they lost out on the Leonard sweepstakes? Yeah, it's uh, they're not gonna be as good as they were last year. <laughs> um, is the is the easy way to answer that? But uh, yeah, but I mean, I still think that if you just look at who else they have on that roster, um, a lot of intelligent players, a lot of veteran savvy, uh, complimentary pieces, guys who just uh, know how to win, and you know. There were times during the playoffs where Leonard carried them, and there were times during the playoffs where a lot of those guys came through in big spots. And I think Pascal Siakam is still improving as a basketball player. If he's able to take another leap forward, they're a very intriguing team. Fred Van Fleet is a very quality uh, six-man candidate next year. That's what he should be entering the season. Kyle Lowry is in a contract year, and he might be traded. Marcus Gasol is in a contract year, same thing. But if they're if they're committed uh, – and, you know, really focused on trying to defend their crown. I mean, I could see them winning a playoff series potentially uh, just because I think the East is, is pretty weak right now. But uh, it's, it's definitely a blow. And, you know, when you win a title, you, you really like to feel confident enough in your ability to win again and go back to back, and they just won't have that opportunity, which is definitely a bummer. But when you win a title, you win a title, and no one can ever take it away from you. Mm-hmm. They they knew that going in though, or they should have that, you know, best case scenario, they would keep him. Worst case, they would mm-hmm. win and he would leave, right? So they at least got the title out of it, I guess. It could have been worse. I mean, look at look at one year. Look at a one year rental. You couldn't have got a better one year rental than no, that. No, I mean, it was it was as good as it was going to get for them probably. Um, other than that, uh, I mean, obviously, we've got uh, – what's your take on Laker Nation? 
Uh, yeah, they have LeBron and they have AD and uh, they signed <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins and and uh, they have, uh, I think defense was a wary. I don't think that they have a lot of playmakers, which is supposedly what LeBron wanted uh, when he went to Los Angeles. They have, they've added shooting, which is nice, but um, I think their defense is going to be a concern. I think if anybody gets hurt on that team, it's going to be a concern, and I would not pencil them in to go even to the Western Conference Finals. I wouldn't either. I think the uh, the addition of Avery Bradley, I thought, helped them tremendously because I was looking at that roster. Before they signed Avery Bradley, I was sitting there going, ugh. You know, it, let's say, you know, Davis has been hurt a lot in his career. Uh, LeBron's coming off an injury from last season. Um, and I'm looking at it going, I'm not super impressed with what they have right now. Uh, Cousins is not the same since his injury um, but Avery Bradley was a, a, a good signing for them in terms of filling out roster space. Had they signed Kawhi Leonard, I think they would have been a lot happier, but Kawhi makes a decision to go to the Clippers instead. Um, Kawhi doesn't want one of the eh, – well, I'll spit it out here in a second. Kawhi doesn't want to form a super team with the Lakers. He decides instead to go with Paul George to a Clippers team who – Gave up basically. Jerry West went all in with this move to give up just years of worth of draft picks and to give up a young prospect like Shea Gilgers Alexander. And with the expiring contract of Danilo Gallinari, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, those guys are home now and they're saying they're all in with Lou Williams still there, with a lot of those pieces that they had. Montrez Harrell is still there. Pat Beverly is there. That defense is going to be scary. Do you think maybe that's why Kawhi decided to go there instead of the Lakers? I think there's a lot of reasons why. I don't know how much personnel dictated it. Uh, He was driven by championships, but I think he's also uh, driven by long-term stability. And uh, the Los Angeles Lakers do not have long-term stability. And I think the resources that are in – on the Clippers, from the coaching staff, front office, young talent, assets. Um, they just have a lot more flexibility. I mean, they're, they're, they're probably in the driver's seat right now to get Andre Iguodala, which is something that the Los Angeles Lakers would not have been able to do, uh, assuming that he was not waived by the Memphis Grizzlies. So uh, it, it's just it, – I just think the Clippers were in a much better organization for him in a lot of different ways. And once they got Paul George in the trade, then that kind of sealed the deal for them. Well, uh, another uh, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. I would say a lot of guys like going to LA for the media and all that stuff, and that's Leonard is, doesn't fit that mold at all. He's not really interested in, in much of that. So, and the Clippers are always going to be the baby brother to the Lakers in LA. So, yeah, guys. Yeah, go you ahead. got us. Guys, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Um, I. I I actually uh, I got to run uh, right now. Something just came up. I shot you guys a a DM really quick. I'm really sorry. Um, oh, no problem. Is it, not is, a problem. Is that okay? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we got we 25 good minutes. That's that's could be worse. Not, not a problem. Go do okay. Stuff. Awesome. Right, I really man. appreciate you guys coming on. But I, I got a source who wants to talk to me right now, and uh, so I got to bounce. But I uh, really appreciate you guys th- having me on. And uh, oh, no let me know when uh, when this posts or publishes or, or whatever, and I'll, I'll tweet it out.
I appreciate it. Uh, do you want to let our listeners know where they can keep up with you before you go? Sure. Uh, I cover the NBA for uh, SB Nation, and so all my work is there right now. And you can follow me on Twitter at Michael V. Pina. All right. Well, thanks again, Michael. We appreciate your time, and uh, go get that source and get that information out there. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Have a good night, sir. Thank you, guys. I'll see you later. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that was Michael Pena, who writes for SB Nation, and you can't take any time off because it's the NBA offseason. Well, the not, if you're, not if you've got a source who, who's got something for you and you make your living yeah. doing that, you better go answer or your source is not going to call you back. So, Absolutely. Not, so uh, yeah, we appreciate Michael. Problem at all. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, Michael yeah, jumping yeah. on, talking with us a little bit. And uh, another group of people were very thankful for is Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. You can check them out on Facebook at Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. That's facebook.com slash Atomic Comics Collectibles LLC. They'll be setting up at SCON in Logan, West Virginia on July 20th. So if you're there, come by and say, hey, I think uh, I think yours truly might actually be doing a live podcast from SCON this year. So uh, well, we hope everybody my... comes by. I will make my second uh, appearance in a row then there. Yes. Uh, they'll also be set up at WillCon on, or excuse me, they will also be over in Pikeville at PikeCon in Pikeville, Kentucky. That's the weekend of August 2nd and August 3rd, so check them out over there. Let Michael and Leslie know you heard about it here. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Let's hear more about them right now. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Make sure you check them out. Facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Soon to have a a table at San Diego Comic-Con. You heard it here. You never know. You never know. Tim, you made a bold announcement the other day, and you told me you were going to handle this on air. Uh, In case case you've been living under a rock, um, the Utah Jazz have become a very dominant team in free agency, and a lot of people are predicting them to be one of the top teams in the West and all the league this year. Our relative Canadian, Tim Dombrova, who we, you know, most everyone assumes a Raptors fan due to his home country, he made it public the other day that he will be rooting for the Utah Jazz. Before I put him on blast, before I put him on blast for switching teams and jumping off the bandwagon and twisting his ankle, I want to hear this. Go ahead, Tim. Tell me. Well, first off, I wasn't the biggest Raptors fan in the world to start with. 
That's, you didn't hear me. You didn't right. hear me jumping up and down too much when they won, except for the Canadian angle. So right. Utah Jazz. First off, already got a defense to die for. One of the best defensive teams in the league. No problem. Absolutely. Donald Absolutely. Great player. Gotta love him. Then they pick up Mike Conley Jr. And they pick up Bogdanovich. These guys fit perfectly into their system. The, the Utah Jazz have got everything. There's nothing they don't have. And no superstar to cause any great problems there, unlike other franchises. What's not to okay. like? Yeah, I, what, I mean, what, what is what is not to like not. about the Utah Jazz? Now, I mean, um, are they, are, I mean, are they going to win the title? Okay, that might be a bit of a stretch, but are they going to be right there Honestly. in the hunt? You, Honestly, they, gonna, they they might. <laughs> they might, but they're going they're going to definitely be in the hunt, barring something going wrong there. They got a good coach. It's a team you hear very little about behind the scenes. You know, well, no, nobody. And if there is stuff going on there, or except when, uh, when uh, what's his name is playing from Oklahoma, is playing in Utah, then they're all over the news. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You're, you're dead on, on there. Note, on that note, somebody, and I wish I could remember the writer's name, declared today that they thought that he might get traded to Utah. To which uh, a couple of our friends on Twitter, who will remain nameless, mm-hmm. uh, promptly said, dude, you've gone too far. You really need to cancel your Twitter account because you do not know what you're talking about. Russell Westbrook <laughs> is not going to the Utah Jazz ever. Uh, it, there's no way it could happen. Like salary cap wise, it just wouldn't happen. Well, and even if it could, why would they want him there after all the troubles he's had with their fan base? True. They would have to be Very crazy true. to want him. But yes, my Jazz, my Utah Jazz. All right, are gonna, look are, are gonna are gonna be money this year. I, I look for great things from them. Uh, look, move out of my way, Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I'll say this much, Tim. The Jazz, um, if you head over to WideMenCan'tJump.com and read the latest blog post called NBA Offseason Moves, I uh, took the liberty of putting together a list of every move that has been made of a player going to a new team this offseason. I'm updating it constantly. I uh, just updated it this morning, and um, when news breaks, I'll update it again. Um, so it's all there for your consumption. Uh, if you want to, know, and it's all done by team. So if you want to go look and see who has joined the team and, um, from the previous team, uh, you can go check that out. Um, I have the Utah Jazz here pulled up. Here's some of their off-season additions. They do make the trade to get Mike Conley. From the Memphis Grizzlies, they add Bo, Bojan Bogdanovic from the Pacers last season. Uh, they add a big man in Ed Davis, a young guard who can play backup in Emmanuel Mudiay, and they sign Jeff Green. They lose Derek Favors and Raul Nito, and then in the draft they draft Jeff, Gerald Brantley, Justin Wright Foreman, 
and me Oni. So there's the Utah Jazz's additions for the offseason. So again, head over to widemencantjump.com. It's the first article up. It'll tell you everything you need to know right. going on this offseason. Uh, painstakingly worked over for hours. And so I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, Tim, you picked a team that was was good. That really wasn't much of a risk. Well, if I really wanted to do that, I'd have picked the Clippers. And I'd have rode them, right? So well, I mean, if, if when I was you pick going a team, for the title, I'd take the Clippers well, if I was going to go let for me tell you, one let me out say of this. Every team that we all started rooting for, we didn't start rooting for them when they sucked. Unless, of course, you were born in that city. If you pick a team from another city yes, or state that you're true. rooting for, I mean, there's be you don't start picking a team that like, sucks. Right? Yeah, I really yeah, like to you never, for the Knicks because they lose every night. I mean, yeah, nobody wants to do that. Yeah, no. Well, so, yeah, unless you live in New York. But, um, well, yeah, different. no, I, just, uh, I, like that, I like their style of play. And I, I mean, I remember I mentioned it last year that I was uh, having a long look at, you know, if I was going to ever adopt a team, I – they might be the one, and I've decided that they are the one. And their name and, is nice uh, and short and easy to spell, Utah Chess. <laughs> and Rachel know. Miller uh, happened that to had like nothing Utah to, Chess. That but, had nothing to do with it. Uh, of Absolutely course it nothing did. nothing to do with it. It didn't. Rachel sure. who? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that is just a nice uh, – uh, byproduct of cheering for the Utah Jazz is that a nice you surprise, a very, huh? That you have a nice, knowledgeable female fan, and that's all I'll say because Rachel Miller is <laughs> nice. a nice lady, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Absolutely, before she, but, comes, uh, before she crosses the border and kicks my ass. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But anyway, let's go ahead, Tim, and I've got—I've been trying to keep up as much as I can with what's going on in the league. Um, so apparently the Russell Westbrook trade, there have been discussions, uh, this report coming from Legion Hoops Ross, uh, the founder and creator of Legion Hoops, the Thunder and Heat have discussed a blockbuster trade that would send Russell Westbrook to Miami. Talks have intensified, and as of right now, the Heat are the favorites to land Westbrook. And apparently the Cleveland Cavaliers are trying to get involved in the deal, and they are trying to land Stephen Adams in this deal. So, interesting. See, I would have thought yeah. if, if, if they were going to go for a trade, that they they would have went all in on the draft pick route again and just loaded, like totally loaded up. Well, I believe that's what they're trying to do is uh, – you know, we've got like we've got two or well, three first round picks in in for the next four years. Well, again, it's it's kind of a darned if you do, darned if you don't. I believe the that Russell West or excuse me, the Oklahoma City Thunder are the ones that are trying to load up on the draft picks, whereas the Cleveland Cavaliers feel they have they have some good players, they have some pieces in place that they like. Yeah, I'm um, talking about, yeah, I'm talking about OKC, or, yeah, not, not Cleveland. Oh, yeah, Cleveland but um, they draft Darius Garland. They they have um, Colin Sexton. They feel they have a few pieces, and Stephen Adams' contract is stretched out over the next few years. Uh, if I can let, let me get that, the Oklahoma City contract situation pulled up. I mean, the, uh, 
Cleveland could probably, uh, if they can talk somebody into it, they could probably dump Kevin Love somewhere too. And and I believe if I had a feeling Love would be involved in that trade somehow, I think Love would actually probably get shipped to Miami in that deal as well, depending on the contracts there as well. That's another issue because they signed Butler for all that money. Um, let's take a look here. Paul George is gone. He was supposed to make – he'll be making 33, $33 million next year. Uh, Westbrook will be making $38 million. Stephen Adams, $25 million. Of course, Adams only has two years left on his contract. Uh, the next highest paid player will be Dennis Schroeder. Uh, he will be making $15 million. So, right now, uh, Jeremy Grant's $9 million is gone as well. Uh, he got traded to Denver and there is a player option for $9 million next year as well. But right now, Paul George, contract gone. Uh, Jeremy Grant, contract gone. So they just freed up over $40 million in cap for this season. Uh, of course, they took on some players to kind of balance it out a little bit. But Grant will be gone. Gallinari's contract is expiring next season. So the the Thunder, they may end up come uh, about 2020 being able to make moves here no, and land really free agent. Yeah, there's not really any point in them keeping Westbrook. No, there, there's not. Really, really. So if you can move him and get players or picks or young guys or whatever it is you're looking for, I mean, and then be bad on top of it all for a year or two, you would, like I said, you would legitimately have two or three first-round picks with at least one of them being lottery, probably. Um, you, man, I mean, think of the options you've got there for trading, trading up in the draft, down, whatever whatever it is you wanted to do, probably, you could probably do with all those picks and still have picks. I mean, if they play it right, they could come out of it smelling like a rose. Oh, absolutely, but... Yeah, and not to look into the future, but the the 2021 free agency class, so not, not at the end of – and I know I'm jumping way ahead here, but not looking at this next season, not next offseason, but the offseason after that, heading into the 2021-2022 season. Here's some of the free agent names, uh, unless, of course, there are extensions signed and, and things like that. Here's some, here's some of the names. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Blake Griffin, Bradley Beal, C.J. McCollum, Rudy Gobert, Victor Oladipo, Mike Conley, LaMarcus Aldridge, Drew Holiday. Those are some of the free agency names coming up in two years. Teams now are starting to realize that, hey, if we don't shift our focus, we like if you're looking at the Knicks, look at how many two-year contracts the Knicks had signed this year. They're ready. The Knicks are going to make another run in 2021. That's why there were so many two-year contracts signed. Almost everybody they signed this offseason, outside of Julius Randle, signed a two-year deal. They're going to make a run in 2021 at the, the Greek Freak. They're going to make a run at some of these, you know, Kawhi Leonard will be free again. It's all speculation, but that's what they're doing. They're gearing no, up but, but two it, years but from it, now. But at least you're set up to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. If, so, you, yeah, if you don't get you know, anybody, well, then that's another story. But at least you can make the effort. 
Yeah, exactly. At least you can put forth the effort to say, hey, we've got this Julius Randle kid. He's got one year left on his deal. We've got some young guys. Uh, we'll talk a little more about R.J. Barrett here in a little bit. But, you know, they're they're gearing up to have a team that's probably not going to steal anything, not going to be a team that we're talking a lot of about this season. They've got some players. Um, yeah, I should throw that not, out. Finish your thought and then I'll throw that out there. Okay. Well, they're not. They're not going. They're going to have some players, but they're not going to be like a team competing for anything. Um, they got Reggie Bullock, uh, who restructured, and they're going to be able to sign. They're signing Marcus Morris to a one-year deal, who we thought was going to the Spurs. He reneges. He goes back and decides to sign with the Knicks. So the Knicks are gearing up for things like that. The Minnesota Timberwolves are attempting to move and try to bring in a free agent to go with Carl Anthony Towns in two years as well. That's why they're trying to unload the the Andrew Wiggins deal to possibly bring in multiple free agents. Um, I've been look I've been looking at their contract situation, and there's a lot of moves that they could make. Uh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt your thought. Go ahead. Well, well, I was going to throw out there with the Kawhi thing. Um, that is a, a, something that did pop up here up in Canada just the other day. That he has a two year deal with a third year player option. Uh, there's a possibility that he goes, or, or whatever happens up there, let's say he goes to L.A. and they win, and everyone is happy in the world, uh, he may move to another team. If they lose, maybe he comes back to Toronto. It's a possibility. Well, that, I at mean, that point, the, the Raptors will have the money. Yeah. Again. But have you noticed? No, not this? not saying he will or he won't, but just saying like those are options where uh, you you got to consider these things if you're a, a general manager. Have you noticed though that these players are now, and, and this is this has become this is a LeBron influence. This is a a key LeBron influence. Players are now opting for the shorter term contracts to kind of determine and evaluate their situation before they decide whether they want to stay in a place or move on. Makes sense. If you can get away with it, it does. But as a franchise, you're giving yourself a window of two or three years at most to try and win a title. Look at, you know, you you look at, at the Clippers. They've got Kawhi Leonard now. He signed a two-year deal, correct? Um, he's there. Two years two guaranteed. With a, he's there two, two years. Two years with a, with a player option, I believe. For the yeah, third. and he's got a player option on that third year. Now, if you look at Paul George, Paul George has two years and a player option on his third year as well. So they're basically trying to see, are we going to be able to get along long enough to make this deal work? They've got two years. The Clippers are the Clippers traded away six to seven years of draft picks and possibly young talent to make a to make a two year run at a championship. And I get that. I mean, I understand you can only play for you can only play for next year for so long, and that's what I try to tell Philly fans. A lot of them who are still chanting, "Oh, you know, acquire pieces." You can only play to win for so long, and that's that's something. Mm-hmm. Have that's a look something up, that have a look up north. 
Exactly. You can only, at some point, you have to shoot the gun. You think it's loaded, you got to shoot it. And if you were wrong, you reload. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got a caller. Let's, let's go ahead and take this call. Hello, caller. You are on the air with Wide Men Can't Jump. Yeah, hey, what are you war criminals talking about now? Oh, my goodness. It's Nas. <laughs> Welcome back, Nas. War <laughs> criminals? Wow, man. <laughs> well, good, uh, good evening to you, too, sir. <laughs> What's up, y'all? What's up, man? Uh, we're just, we're hey, just man, kicking hey, around man, for you. You guys are on the run, man. It's all good. No problem. Yeah, man. We're kind of bouncing around. We're kind of bouncing around the NBA right now, looking at at teams that are setting up to win this year, teams that are setting up to win and make a run out of things in a couple of years. Um, I've I brought up a couple of teams who aren't going to be winning anything anytime soon this year. The Wolves, the the Knicks, they're all looking to set up and make a run at free agency in in 2020, or excuse me, 2021, when a lot of big names are going to be coming free of their contracts, supposedly. Um, but also, you know, there's moves being made around the league all the time right now, just getting guys in place. But your big-name guys are, are where they're supposed to be. What, what's your thoughts on free agency so far, Naj, as our, one of our favorite callers here on the show? Yeah, hey, hey man, it was entertaining, man. It, it was good to see all this stuff happening and kind of keeping basketball kind of going. Uh, now we got 24-7, 365, I guess. But strategy-wise, to me, it doesn't make sense to chase a free agent that you have, let's say, 50 60% chance of getting. Uh, if it's one of the big fish and you don't have a big shot, the smart thing to me would be to hold on to your money and see how things play out, see what domino falling uh, changes the board, and now you have a shot at something else because – Nobody expected the Paul George thing to happen, and now you got Russell Westbrook out there, and there are a few teams who just don't have the money. There's no flex to where they can make it happen, so they kind of lock themselves out of it. And, and you know, I'm talking about the Knicks mainly when I say that. But yeah, man, I'm with you, man. Stay flexible, stay fluid, uh, so you can do what you need to do. Everybody's not going to get a top tier free agent, and you're not going to get the number one pick. So how about you just keep yourself good enough and young enough to where when the you know when the move is there to be made you can make it. Yeah, timing. It's all about timing. Timing is key in the NBA, especially in free agency. And now with the way that players are structuring their deals, timing comes every 2 to 3 years. Uh and that to me the Knicks have done a good job this offseason. And people are going to laugh when I say that. But, again, I'm going to reiterate, every player they signed, minus Julius Randle, signed for either a one- or two-year deal. In a couple of years, they're going to be sitting at the same spot they were in this offseason with more young talent. Julius Randle will have one year left on his deal. They'll still have Kevin Knox. They'll still have Mitchell Robinson. They'll still have R.J. Barrett. Now, the jury's still out on those young players. I love Robinson. Um, but they're going to be more attractive know, in probably, two years uh, than they were this year. And they'll probably have two more lottery picks or close exactly. to exactly. add to that because they're not going to be good enough to be any higher up. Exactly. Yeah, they, they're going to be a more attractive team in a couple a of years. Situation. Now, I, don't, I, I, I agree with I, that. I don't think they failed. I think once they no, realized – No, no, they, I'm saying they no, no. failed but because once, they really tried to sign one of those guys when it wasn't right. going to happen, and that was the wrong strategy. But as soon I agree as they, on the short-term deals, but – 
I'm saying you could have waited and got, you know, either guys of close, you know, close talent to what you what you got or lesser talent and still done the same type of deals but kept yourself open for, you know, what ridiculous thing could happen. And the ridiculous I would have said that once, once they didn't get Durant, once they knew that wasn't going to happen, they didn't hang around trying to get Leonard or guys that they knew they weren't going to get. He started yeah. signing. He started signing guys at least, unlike a few other teams that, uh, you know, I don't know if, if general managers pull that to uh, try to make the fan base think that, you know, we're, we're doing everything to get this top guy. I mean, let's be honest. He was probably going really only one of two places, the Clippers or Toronto. Mm-hmm. He probably wasn't going anywhere else. And I think everybody yeah. knew that. But, of course, that's a story that nobody really wants to hear, right? You want to, you know, right. everybody wants to dream about, oh, well, he might go here or he might go there, you know, and all the nonsense that went on around that. Um, yeah, I mean, the Knicks, we laugh at them on a regular basis, but I, I think they might have, if if they didn't do it for other reasons, of course, which you can't rule out in New York, <laughs> we're giving them the credit that this was logical, and maybe it wasn't on their part, but still, Yeah, that's why I'm saying they failed their way into it, because there was no yeah. reason for them to change Durant. Like if they yeah, had I mean, that put them in a better spot? Not really. Not this no. season, no. Not this season, the, no. They'd be the Oklahoma. They'd be the the Thunder right now. You know. Well, everyone's got, looking they, at him. Well, they got Russell Westbrook, but but they got nothing else. So why keep Russell Westbrook? You might as well you might as well trade him. Might as well get what you can get for him. The toughest mm-hmm. thing with Westbrook is that contract. That is an absurd amount of money to pay There'll Russell Westbrook. Some, there will be some fool who will be willing to trade and sign and do all the nonsense that they pull to make it happen. And you know they're I'm not open. saying somebody won't do it. I'm not saying somebody won't do it. I'm just saying there's a lot. that's a lot of money that you're paying this guy. Yeah. You're looking at a guy well, well, in two years that's going to be making $46 million a year. we got, we got two teams right. right now that are paying a guy's $40 million that might possibly could never play basketball again. Right. The, the number is not really a problem with Westbrook. The, the problem is you don't want to just send them anywhere. You want to send them to a contender because, it's, you know, it's going to be, you know, relationship issue. If it was just about sending Russell anywhere, they could find a deal tomorrow. That's no issue. The issue is, okay, how do we give him a good landing spot and, you know, show that we, you know, we looked out for our guy, but the deal was way too good. Like that Paul George offer, there's no way you turn that down. Like you got to take that. What, what they got, what they, what they were able to get, you got to do that and go ahead and do the rebuild. But Russell Westbrook will pay for himself as far as that deal is concerned. When you get 41 home games with that crazy, energetic dude, uh, you know, playing for your franchise, it's going to pay off. Now, of course, last year of that deal, when he's a lesser version of himself, yeah, it's going to get dicey then. But, hell, you're counting money all the way until then, man. It's no problem. Well, again, it makes your fan base, if nothing else, look like you cared. Yeah. You know, we we went out here and got this guy. He's a big, huge name. Everybody knows who he is, and we should be better with him than without him, I mean, most cases right. anyway. Um, and if you're the Thunder, well, that's just more draft picks. More, <laughs> well, which is more flexibility come draft time or become, or free agent time because you got – And, and let's I mean, be honest the, here. The, when they have the chance – the Oklahoma City Thunder are deadly in the draft because Harden, yep. Westbrook, Durant, Adams, 
Yeah, I mean, they good. They, they all good were drafted there. So now I don't know what's coming down the pipe from the. Uh, the I haven't seen a Duke roster yet this year to see who's coming down the pike in <laughs> NCAA. But well, most of the guys, most of the guys getting drafted have yet to start college yet. So we'll have to wait and see what Duke and Kentucky decide to do. But uh, no, but I anyway. give them for next year though. Like I don't. Yeah, know. But the only, is, the only is hard a, part about this is if you're a contender, are you a Russell Westbrook away from winning the chip? And that's going to be very, very few teams, and those few teams don't have the kind of cap space or can't make that kind of commitment because they'd be giving up too much. So that's the, only, that's the only reason that this is hard. They don't want to send them to Phoenix or somewhere, but they could at the end of the day. And if it comes down to the final hour, I think you'd rather send him to Phoenix than deal with Russell Westbrook in a rebuild with him at training camp. Like, so, you know, something's going to be done, but they're going to try to get him to somebody who wants to contend. And, yes, Miami should go for it. Pat Riley's, what, 75? Or, yeah. or, you know what I'm saying? Like, Pat Riley's trying to win, man. He don't care. He needs another star. <laughs> right. And, and you know, Miami Miami definitely um, – it it seems like that would be the perfect fit for, for Westbrook. Um, you know, I'm going to pull up their contract situation here. Uh, they did just Who's sign the, Butler. Uh, Who's the alpha male if he goes to Miami between him and Jimmy Butler? Oh, uh, I'll tell you this. They'll be fine. They've cut from the oh, same they'll get a, Those two will get along perfectly. The biggest problem they're going to have is every young guy on that team is going to hide under the locker room. Uh, <laughs> every game. And maybe That's going to be their, their big. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, so they're the going to hate the team life. hate them. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm looking at the contracts in Miami. Um, they traded Hassan Whiteside. You know they kept Yoran Drogic with his expiring deal. Um, something tells me that Drogic would be involved in that trade. I think you'd have to ship possibly Dion Waiters. Josh Richardson is gone. Justice Winslow is making $13 million next year. Uh, the steal of everything they have is they still have Bam Adebayo at $3.4 million. If you can keep that, and keep him under that contract, man, oh, man, that would be huge. Uh, they're getting out from under a lot this season. Whiteside's deal was going to be worth $27 million next year. Uh, Ryan Anderson's deal was worth 20 last year, so that's off the books. Um, they were able to get the $26 million from Chris Bosch. That's finally off their books now. So they're going to have a little bit of cap room to work with, but they're going to have to include probably Drogic's expiring contract, and possibly Dion Waiters or maybe Kelly Olenek in that deal. But there'll be some draft picks, and apparently Cleveland wants in on the deal. They're after Steven Adams. So it's going to be interesting to see how this deal works out. A lot of people are saying it could happen within the next 24 hours. Yeah, Bam is the only piece everybody wants. All the other pieces are, you know, contract swaps. And I don't think Miami's in a position to say no on anything. So I think everybody would kind of be – in play as far as that roster, man. But, you know, Pat Riley, they, they kind of did a good job, though, of keeping themselves on the brink of a playoff team but having enough to where they can move some things around. Uh, and you see that by them being able to get Jimmy. And Drogic, uh, dude, I think Dallas really, really would value bringing Drogic in there with Luka and uh, Porzingis. So I, I'm sure they could make a call with them and see if they could do so. I don't, I don't know the cap ramifications, but – 
I'm sure no, that was actually was actually supposed to be in that trade. Uh, that there was there was a deal made uh, that Drogic was supposed to be going to Dallas. Unfortunately, um, there was miscommunication and Drogic was not included in the deal uh, because he was supposedly yeah. going to Dallas. I don't know what happened. They were trying to bring him in. Um, not sure the what happened there, but yeah, Dallas uh, they missed out, and Dallas is building a nice unit down there as well um, for their squad. I think the Mavs have they signed Porzingis the long extension. They have Luke on his rookie deal. They they've got some players definitely. Go ahead, just a second, Tim. Go ahead. I'll be just a second. What what, what am I going ahead with? Um, Moving the home base to keep away from the uh, authorities, or what? Uh, I got a call. One second. Oh, you go right. ahead. You and Josh. Fair enough. Yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, man, uh, Toronto changes forever. Uh, I'm yeah. sure Vasai <laughs> wants to blow it up, but they're too good to blow up, so they're a piece or two away from still He's getting a playoff win. team. I think he waits to see how Siakam – develops or doesn't develop. Um, if he takes another step uh, forward, then they got then they got to look that much harder. If he takes one backwards, uh, then they may throw a bomb at it. Yeah. So how do you get rid of the beloved Kyle Lowry? Something that Masai, I'm sure, is going to keep him up at night. Because I'm sure got, he'd love to. Same way you got rid of the, the beloved Demarcus Rosen. You trade him. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not that hard. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, you but just trade them. I mean, <laughs> you trade them and you don't I tell them. I feel like more people uh, had some interest in DeRozan than would have interest in Kyle. Man, I feel like Kyle is a really hard sell to anybody. He's a different kind of cat, isn't he? Yeah, a little hefty as well. On that yeah, Chris Paul workout program. Yeah, he's a, he's a different sort of a guy. Uh, <laughs> it's hard because even up here in Canada, like we just didn't hear. Like they're another one of those teams you never really heard that much about what went on in their dressing room. I mm. I have to assume that they either get along really really well, or they're at least one of those teams where whatever happens in here stays in here, and doesn't see the light of day. Because well, you're talking. Yeah. If you're talking about the Spurs, they have no other choice, but it no, has to stay in about, here with Greg Popovich in charge. No, we're talking about Toronto, where you don't you don't really oh, hear Toronto, much about excuse their, me. don't really hear much about their players uh, outside of the basketball realm. So yeah, and there's there's not enough laughs in that Popovich for for my liking uh, this summer. So basically, I'm gonna banish this guy to Canada, <laughs> and then he goes and wins the championship and becomes this high value dude. And you're stuck with DeMar DeRozan and a fake contending team, and you got to march forward with that. And we can't forget that you backed down and let them send you DeRozan instead of demanding Siakam, you took Pirtle. So the great Greg Popovich, I guess, criticism for him, too, man. Not being yeah, said, I'm, surprised, but I'm surprised that Siakam was not included in that deal. And I think that'll. Yeah. That'll be one we all go back on and say, well, why did they not get Siakam? Unless they just really desperately, the Raptors weren't bending on Siakam and they really yep. wanted to get rid of Kawhi. That's the only thing I'm I could I'm going to tell you right, right now, Messiah Jury, a man of color, 
stuck it to the white boy, Greg Popovich. Racist. Nah, nothing racist about that at all. That was absolutely beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful, and it's a fact. Greg Popovich, yeah. who is a great coach and all that, no, I'd take nothing away from him. But he was got, he's also one of those guys who's got that legendary status. And he maybe fell asleep for a brief moment, and a, a guy a little younger and, and just as smart as him snuck one past him when he wasn't looking. Yeah. I'm sure he fought for it and eventually kind of backed down on it, but that's one of those things where it's like, okay, if I don't get that, then we're not doing the deal. I'm going somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, then, then we're getting nothing, and then you're really going to look like an idiot. So, And uh, Philly and a few other teams will never live down this. I don't know if that's too much to pay to get Kawhi Leonard because, remember, there were, there were packages talked about, and Philly and a few other teams uh, started talking about the price being too high of getting Kawhi. And now they look crazy as well. Well, I mean, let's, you know, let's, I mean, theoretically, think if Kawhi Leonard goes to the to the Seventy Sixers after what we saw this year, they pretty much had to have won, wouldn't they? Easily, yeah, I would think so. Not, yeah, okay, not so there's much. the so the price you pay is an NBA championships. Jeez, what what better? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what better think, price is there to pay? And I think the Sixers losing Jimmy Butler. Um, I'm going to sit right here in my seat and tell everybody out there, I told you so, Philly. I told you it was going to happen. You didn't want to believe me, but I told you. Jimmy Butler is a snake. I'm a Minnesota fan. Jimmy Butler's a great player, but Jimmy Butler plays for Jimmy Butler. He does. Um, There's nothing wrong wrong with that. He's never going to win, that's all. He's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> but there's rooms for there's room for asshole quote unquote assholes on a team if they still want to win. I'm not so sure Jimmy Butler really wants to win. I think he just likes to be get paid, which I don't blame him for either. But well, that's the thing. He's not making no. Like, he he's likes making... to win. He's he's really competitive. I I thought he would stay in Philly. So you got me on that one because I definitely was one saying nah, he's gonna stay. But, no, he's a competitive dude. He's not just a money guy. The Miami thing is a little weird. So, I have no idea why that was the big big thing. Unless Pat Riley Riley somehow had inside information that they could land another star to go with Butler. That's the only thing I can think of. Because here they are. We're talking about him now. If, If they land Russell Westbrook, if they land Westbrook, depending on what they give up or what they keep, there's a possibility that that Miami Heat team could be competing for an Eastern Conference championship game um, easily. Because the East now, with Kawhi going west, uh, Durant not being healthy, the East is uh, probably the weakest it's been in a long, long time. The star power is all out west now. Until Durant comes back next. With what Miami has right now, though, I, I don't barely see them barely making the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. The, the East is so weak play, uh, in terms of, of teams. Um, they'll make the playoffs. I mean, hell, believe it. If I'm not mistaken, they either made it last year or they came pretty damn close with what the they last, had. The last they two had, years, they, they've come close with bad rosters. Exposure yeah. is good. Riley's good. Their system is good. Uh, and I'm not talking about on the floor. I'm talking about their whole program, like their training regimen, oh, yeah. like everything is kind of different than everybody else. So there's, and, you know, 
I'm, I'm with you on that. The East is top heavy now. But. Yeah, it, you've got three three teams, maybe four. At, and that's and that's assuming that you get a rebound from Boston with the addition of Kimba and a subtraction of Kyrie. So, but if you look at them losing Horford, hurt them more than anything. If you look at the standings from last year, Miami missed by two games. They were tenth. But who are they? Who are they passing? Uh, maybe Detroit. I mean, they're not passing. They're not as good as Brooklyn, Indiana, Boston, Philadelphia, Toronto, Milwaukee. So who 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 are they beating to get in? They. I, I still think, think, I think they, we're assuming we're we're not we're, we're assuming that these teams are going to stay the same or get well, better. Yeah, a lot well, of those teams got worse. But but they didn't get did their worst equal out to whatever Miami did to get any better. I guess. Well, I mean, just think about it. Detroit was kind of a vanity thing of we're going to get to the playoffs. And you know, be satisfied getting the hell beat out. You know, getting well, and destroyed by Milwaukee. And didn't so, Blake Griffin you know, nearly die? They're not really a playoff there? team. When you watch Orlando, they had a nice winning streak second half of the season that got them in. But is Orlando really good? No. You, you see what I mean? There's a couple of teams like that. I think Orlando, with with their draft this year, Orlando kind of proved to me that. They're trying to set up for something big in the future, but their contract situation, I'm still not sold on Aaron Gordon. It's going to be hard for me to get sold on him, but they draft uh, Chuma Okiki from Auburn, who's coming off that torn ACL. Now, if he's healthy, eventually, I don't think he's going to even touch the court this year, and he shouldn't. Mo Bamba was unhealthy last year. He didn't get much to play. Jonathan Isaac. Um, is getting there, but he's still got a ways to go in terms of development. Evan Fournier is is getting up in years. They don't really have that great of a point guard situation. They've got yeah, they need a point. Michael, they need a point guard. That's what they, they got. Michael Carter Williams as their starting point guard. That's not anything to to be happy about. And if and you're Orlando, and he's still running behind Jameer. Jameer was still oh, and let's he was, and let's not yeah. forget let's not forget they've got Markel Fultz. Oh, ah, right. Oh, God! Sound the trumpet! The savior's here. That's a lot of projects on one. That's a lot. Yeah, Aaron, that's a lot Aaron of Gordon and, and Johnny Isaac are both like guys who may never have a position and just end up being role players who aren't, yeah. you know, ten point a game scorers. They might end up just being that. Mo Bamba, you can't play him because your best player is Booch, and then no yeah. way in hell you're giving Mo Bamba enough time to get Booch off the court. So. Yeah, and Vucevic like just signed an extension. He just signed an extension with the Magic. They're they're keeping him, and they've got a lot yeah. of good wings like Weston Uendu, uh Kareem Birch resigned. They're not a horrible team, but just by Miami adding Jimmy Butler, and I I hate complimenting Jimmy Butler, Tim. You know how much I hate saying I <laughs> things about him. But I by them, but by them adding Jimmy Butler. Miami is already better than Detroit and better than Orlando. And here's something else. Here's something else that nobody's taking into consideration. Miami Heat drafted Tyler Hero. That kid can ball. If you haven't watched him in the Summer League, I've been watching Summer League, Tyler Hero is absolutely tearing it up. He was... Um, he was just draining threes. He was doing pin-down screens, coming off the corner. He was hitting pick-and-rolls. He was creating his own shots. 
the dude was tearing it up, and he was looking fantastic. Um, the Heat just lost their first summer league game today to the Wolves, undefeated Wolves, mind you. But the but Tyler Hero is going to play on this team. He's going to be a rotation player. They're going to they're going to love him in Miami. And even if they don't get Russell Westbrook, they're still a playoff team with Jimmy Butler. They're a playoff team. The uh, the reason Orlando kept Vukovic is because Mobamba is already hurt. And that's a shame because I really like Mo Bamba. I really thought he was going to be something special. You got you to gotta wonder about a guy who is missing the summer league due to general soreness. What the hell does that mean? And why would you have it? Sounds like an excuse Markel Fultz gave him. Fultz is a bad influence. Well, it does sound kind of wishy-washy, doesn't it? I don't want to play summer league because I'm generally sore. Well, isn't that kind of the point of summer league? I'm generally sore every day, Mo Bamba. It's yeah. called life. <laughs> called life as a fat man. Just, I'd be yeah. I'd be a lot less sore if I was having the money that Mo Bamba had. I'll tell you that much. I'd get my happy ass over it. But uh, yeah, because even yeah. he's getting paid fairly well already, I believe. Oh yeah, he's I mean, nice, he's a, he getting a nice chunk. Yeah, four and a, five million dollars. Can't argue that. Oh well, is that all? Lord, well, how's he yeah, going to afford? How's he going to afford his next Escalade or whatever? He's, he's, he's postponing that purchase of that Caribbean island until next year. Yeah, but, he's going to wait for his yeah. next contract <laughs> before he, he buys that and calls it Bomba Isle. But, you know, he's doing okay. Uh, but, yeah, they re-signed Michael Carter-Williams. I mean, they, they've just got some bad contracts. Um, Terrence Ross, they re-signed. Uh, he, he's actually a pretty solid player for them. But Jonathan Isaac, they're a situation of we have a lot of young players who just haven't panned out, and that's their biggest issue. They have Aaron Gordon, who they gave good money to. He's making $19 million next year on his contract, and, you know, he hasn't really been what I thought he would be. Um, And, again, Jonathan Isaac, we talked about him. Uh, he should. He probably should have been better. Mo Bamba uh, hurt already, so the Magic are an issue. We're gonna have to get Philip Rossman Reich on here, our boy from Orlando. He's our guy. He he helps us out with the Magic. But another looking at the East, though, man, there's a team in the East, and I don't know if you guys saw this the other night. Um, well, actually, I'm getting my teams mixed up here. Hold on, I'm talking about the Hawks, the Hawks team. I actually really like what the Hawks have done this offseason. Um, I thought they did well drafting. I liked their draft pick. I liked them moving up to get DeAndre Hunter. A lot of people say maybe that was a reach. I actually liked it. Um, I think Hunter can play right now in the league. He's coming off of playing in a championship game in Virginia. He's a solid player. He was pretty much the, the can't-miss player there. They trade and get Evan Turner. They add Alan Crabb. They signed Jabari Parker. Um, that's a gamble, but, you know, it, it is what it is. They also got Cam Reddish, and they got a sleeper in the second round in Bruno Fernando, who can back up John Collins. They did lose Miles Plumley, Kent Bazemore, Terrian Prince, and Omari Spellman. Uh, they made a trade with the Warriors. Omari Spellman is headed to Golden State. They bring back Damon Jones. Atlanta Hawks, I'm, uh, I'm liking what they're doing for these young guys. Um, they're not going to be playing for 
They're not going to be playing for dead last this year, I'll tell you that. No, they're, they're going to be coming at you fast and furious. they got a pile of young guys. Um, they, they, they kind of got what uh, OKC might be kind of aiming at to some degree. Uh, a slew of young guys that. That, they're, you know, that you're going to throw out there and see what you got. And if there's some stars in that in that mix, maybe you become much better than anybody thought you were going to be. But at least, like you say, they're not going to be last, at least. They're going to be much better than that. Yeah, and, and bringing in Chandler Parsons for them, I believe, I'm not sure how his contract works out, but, you know, out Parsons and Turner are 30, and they're the two oldest guys on the team. The next oldest guy would be Crab, who's 27. And then the rest of their guys, most of them are all – well, Alex Lynn is 26, but everybody else is 25 and under. Uh, Trey Young, Damon Jones, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter, um, John Collins, Isaac Humphreys, DeAndre uh, Bemby, Cam Reddish, Bruno Fernando, Jalen Adams, Alex uh, Perithis, Justin Anderson, all 25 and under. Man, and hopefully team. we can get rid of Bembry and Justin Anderson. I hate them both. <laughs> I forget Nas. I forget Nas is from Atlanta. What do you think, Nas, about this about this Hawks team? Well, what's your what's your feelings towards what they're doing? Oh, they're doing everything they're supposed to do, man. They're, they're, they're young enough, versatile enough. Yeah, so I, they're not, I, I they're, like what they're putting. I like what they're putting together, man. And. The coach is really good. Uh, they they got a lot of structure in how they play, and honestly, they're looking at this as a long term rebuild. They're not they're not getting caught up in thinking, okay, we're better than what we are. Like, are there a possible eight seed? If things everything falls into place and some people get hurt, but no, they're not a real playoff team. But they got nice young pieces on rookie deals, and they can figure out who they want to keep and who they want to get rid of. And they got a yeah. couple guys who are going to be valuable as far as chips to trade. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, and Evan Turner is one of those pieces. I I could see them trading, depending on how a couple of these guys pan out. They've got a lot of wing presence, uh, whether it be Chandler Parsons, whether it be Evan Turner, guys like that. Come, come midseason, come uh, trade deadline, you may see Atlanta be very active with these wings, especially if they all play accordingly to how they should. Right. And if Chandler Parsons kind of resurrects his career as far as being healthy for a little bit, he could be a trade yeah. deadline guy you send to a contender. Because, I mean, they, they were able to send Jeremy Lin to Toronto when everybody said that, you know, that wasn't going to be possible. They, you know, they, they still were able to get a little something. Uh, losing Deadman kind of hurts. Uh, I think a lot of people in the league value him now. But uh, yeah, the Hawks do a good job of looking at value pieces, especially in the veterans. Yeah. And you bring up Deadman. I'm glad you brought him up. Do you feel like Sacramento overpaid him? Because I felt like Sacramento threw a lot of money at Dwayne Deadman. I, okay, put it like this. I, I guess they were just that disgusted with Carly Stein to the point to where he wasn't a priority to bring back. And then I could see, like, Deadman is a good, a better player than him. And since they view themselves as a playoff team, I could see it making sense. The only question I would have is, okay, Howard, when are you going to play Giles? 
You know what I mean? It's like, at what point are you going to see what you have with Giles? Yeah. I know there's some injury concerns, but, yeah, I think that's more a statement on Willie Cauley-Stein than anything. Yeah, and Cauley-Stein, he went to um, Golden State. Warriors, uh, he'll right? be yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's in Golden State now. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, though, he's making $13.3 million a year. Um, so he is, is getting – a nice little payday, three years, forty million dollars with the Kings, uh, twenty-six point six million guaranteed uh, for him. So hey, get paid, young fella. I hear you. you know so you know that makes him the that. highest played paid player on their team. That doesn't shock <laughs> me. No, no, no. Harrison Barnes. He got. They gave Harrison. Oh yeah, Barnes got paid. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Barnes. as a, not counting whoever they just signed in the last few days. Because they yeah. the highest pair. Marvin Bagley was getting eight and a half. Mm-hmm. I guess that tells you why the Sacramento Kings really aren't that good, eh? Well, yeah. I, I can they, see it, though, because Deadman, Deadman's always been underpaid. So this is like a market correction where he's getting a little more than yeah. he's worth. But he's damn yeah. close to it, though. I'm just saying generally that, you know, with the payroll of well, they're 28th in the league, so... Oh, they're going to be well, so I mean, mad about that Harrison Barnes contract in a year or so. They really will. They are going to hate themselves for that deal. Because uh, Barnes Barnes was great in Golden State, but I think he's underperformed ever since he left. Uh, he's a good player, but I don't know if he's worth what he's getting paid now. But, you know, they've got – look at the players. De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, uh, just players that who are young on those rookie deals that they can really use. And – they were making a push last season. They came very, very close to making the playoffs last year in a very tough Western Conference. I was shocked by how good the Kings were last year. Honestly, that was the team I did not see being as good as they were. Yeah, Bagley's way better than I thought he was. I, I thought, okay, this is a hyped-up high school post guy, run, jump, and dunk kind of thing. No, Bagley's pretty skilled, man. He's a lot better than I thought. Yeah, and he's only going to get better. Uh, he's only going to get better from there. Uh, you'll see his skill set improve, and you'll see you'll see a lot of those guys get better because, you know, Buddy Hill's just now starting to scratch the surface of what he was doing in college. So that's one of those that's one of those uh, things you'll see going forward because Hill was a shooter. I should know. I watched uh, West Virginia play him all the time, and damn, I hated that guy. Could not stand that guy. Every year, oh, it was tough. It was tough times. But any anyway, Nas, anything you want to bring up? We've been sitting here just kind of throwing stuff out, kind of barbershop talking here. Anything you want to throw out there that maybe we can we can talk about? Uh, well, I go back to the point I made uh, with you guys, you know, a couple months ago, and I, I think like people they're not inspecting this close enough. This is a leg game. The running game, ligaments, knees, all of that stuff gets worn out now. It's not physical from elbows. It's physical from how much you have to move, uh, pick and roll, <clears throat> closing out, you know, always in transition. And these teams that don't have any depth are going to be in trouble. The Lakers actually got lucky not getting Kawhi because you would have had to fill out that roster so thinly that you would have had to overplay Kawhi and LeBron to the point of probable, you know, injury. So, when I look at Golden State, where we're going to see an overusage step next year, 
because he's got to wait on Clay to come back. Man, injury concerns. They're they're there. And some of these other teams, man, like you cannot make yourself so top heavy to where you're not stealing minutes with guys on your roster anymore. This thirty five minute plus stuff, like it's cool. You can run your Porsche on cheap gas if you want to. But there's gonna be some consequences. (laughs) So that that, that's all I want. You know what I mean? Interesting way to put it. You can do Um, it. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, I agree. Did anybody just to bring this up? Did anybody happen to see? There's two plays from summer league I want to bring up. Uh, Jackson Hayes's dunk uh, yeah. on that poor poor man. It's uh, I don't even know who it was. I, I'm, I think he's glad that nobody knew who he was. My God, that dunk that was the was that was scary. the tomahawk dunk. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was a beaut. <laughs> oh. That kid is big, and he can move. I think New Orleans – a lot of people were criticizing New Orleans for that pick. I loved it. I said, why are people mad at this pick? This is a great pick. This is They're like, oh, they should have held on to that and took uh, – of course, everybody wanted to take Cam Reddish, but you know, New Orleans is not dumb. It's like, why are they not taking you know, Cam Reddish at four, or, or why are they trading back and get Jackson Hayes? I'm like, and then he comes out of summer league and does that. I'm like, oh, that's why. Because he can do that. That's why they wanted him. He's just such a big body, but he's also athletic. He's lean. I like him. I, I think that was a great steal for New Orleans in the draft. Yeah. And, and you, you get must. to see a thing with summer, summer League that should take, teach people about the NBA. The Summer League is intense. Everybody's playing hard as hell. There's no lazy out there, just like the real NBA. Oh, no. But during, no. during the real NBA, people actually know their assignments. They're used to playing with each other. And they're better at, you know, predicting what their defensive teammate's going to do. But in summer league, stuff like that happens to you because of a teammate's mistake. So you get posterized because somebody else blew an assignment. Damn shame. Yeah, and that's that's true too. Um, <laughs> summer league and summer league has slowly grown in popularity. I remember summer league when you could watch it on, and you could only watch it on NBA TV, um, and you could turn it on. And summer league was like, it it looked like there was you know it looked like a pickup game at a church league you know you yeah. had like a couple people in the crowd, uh, people with Not nachos. Funny, yeah. The uh, Washington like, Generals versus the Washington Generals. Yeah, and now yep. you turn it on and it's on. Uh, they're playing in the Thomas and Max Center, and that place is packed. It looks like you know uh, a busy high school basketball gym uh, state tournament time. And it's, it's packed. And it's a social event now, too. It's a social thing it is. now, too. Like, there's a it lot is. going on. It scored really good ratings on TV, too. They yeah. Were, uh, huh. Much much better than just about um, a lot of the other sports when they are in the regular season. Yeah, and they, and they used to kind of abuse the big back in the day. Now you got a little more structure. You know, they're being coached a little harder as far as running sets. Because back in the day, it was okay. Every guard was trying to get a get a roster spot, and they didn't give a damn about whatever big was on their team, man. Like that's, that was just how it went. Well, guys, let's, no let's go ahead. We got a, we got another call here from New Jersey, and the world's biggest Nets fan now. I assume it's Lou. What's up, Lou? Hello. I'm back. It's yeah. Lou. <laughs> well. I will say, though, it does come with a sense of disappointment because we had to give up D'Angelo Russell, you know, 
to, to get and to get this new acquisition. So it is a bit of a it is a trade off, but still yet a bit of a downer. Yeah, I like Russell. Hey, man, um, yeah. Y'all traded Dino at his highest value. Y'all brought his value back up because people were down on him, and then y'all flipped him uh, the moment the value rose. Y'all did a good job with that, man. He's unathletic. Yep. That ugly shot is not going to go in forever, and I'm not dependent on a dude shooting flip, flip floaters and whatnot. I'm not giving him a max one. I like it, man. I'm sorry. I think yeah. he came up. Remember – D'Angelo Russell got traded for Timothy Mozgov. Right. Never forget that. <laughs> Never forget that that was a trade. And at the time, a lot of people were praising the Lakers for that. So Yes. It was Mozgov or for Brooke Lopez, one of the two. Either one, they didn't hold on to either one of them, so it didn't really matter. Um, but, you know, they're able to keep Joe Harris, who I, who I like. They're able to keep... Uh, right. A lot of that talent there. They did lose Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who who went to uh, Toronto now. But you bring in Kyrie, and there's been a big debate about Kyrie being the guy, and he's going to have to be the guy this year because Durant Durant's not playing this year. Now, when Durant comes back, he can go back to being. Uh, you ever watch the Christmas Story? Uh, the dude that was the bully had a toady. Yes. Uh, Kyrie would be the toady in this case. He can go back to being that guy um, when Durant comes back. But Brooklyn, not sure what to think about them this year. It's going to be an interesting adjustment. And you bring in the DeAndre Jordan signing was ridiculous. You bring in DeAndre Jordan, who's old, and he's just a rim protector. Old? And you've already got a better – you've got a better version of DeAndre Jordan named Jared Allen with better hair. So I don't understand why you do that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Me either. <laughs> it's Brooklyn. What can you say? A- anyone else want to weigh in on the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> I'm wondering yeah, that's, oh. if Ky- if Kyrie Irving a year, is he going to play nice there or are they going to hate him in two months? Oh, they're going to hate him. Especially if it doesn't do well. <laughs> Lou, I love Blue, you. Lou, quick You're such a glass half full guy, Lou. He's a weirdo, so it could go bad. But Spencer Dinwoody is really good friends with him, and Dinwoody is supposed to be the guy to kind of be the translator for weird Kyrie to the rest of the team, kind of yeah. ingratiate himself with those other guys. But that's something that Kyrie's just going to have to deal with, man. Like, you're a weird dude, and you're going to have to figure out a way to get along with people. And I don't mean, like, adversarial stuff. I mean just in, like, you're strange. <laughs> like, he, he's well, we just know from his, from his tenure in Boston, we know that it didn't work too well there. So, yeah, that's kind of, that's what I said. That's, this is Dinwiddie's job to kind of smooth those things out with the rest of the team and try to. Get him involved. Like you say, I mean, you know. winning never hurts either. So I mean, if they're winning, that's no. that's all. That always it's, takes the it's sting funny out of to me. But. It's funny to me if you go back and you look at that Boston team that made that run. How much better they were without Kyrie and without Gordon Hayward. They let their young guys play. Right. They let Terry Rozier 
be that point guard. They let Marcus Smart be the guard. They had J- Jalen Brown looked better than he'd ever looked. Uh, Jason Tatum looked like a world beater. Then you come back and you throw in Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, and somehow this team that just ran out of gas and just ran out of, of players, really. I don't, I'm not sure. They just ran out of steam, and they got worse. And it made no sense. And it has to be, and it, all signs pointed to by his attitude, it had to be Kyrie. I don't know. Maybe he's well, another Jimmy Butler. This is adding a lot more. So there was Kyrie. Brad Stevens is better at coaching lesser talent than he is better talent. That's a factor. And then Gordon Hayward, you know, he, he was hurt, man. He's coming off the injury. But Tatum and Brown didn't give a damn. They wanted those minutes, and they didn't think Hayward should be playing over them, which made everything even worse. So Kyrie's crazy. Stevens struggles with talent. And the young boys don't care about your legacy or you being a max guy. They wanted all of Gordon's minutes. But, I mean, that's, that's a lot. Lou, any comments? Thank you. Thank you, Lou. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I have to agree. I mean, I think, Nas, you're right. I think a lot of that um, is the same way. But, you know, they go out and they bring in DeAndre Jordan, who, again, that guy, he's gotten – I guess the the old thing's true. If you're seven foot tall, you're always going to get another chance in the NBA. Um, It just seems to be the case. But they also bring in uh, Wilson Chandler, who is a mm-hmm. decent veteran. Garrett Temple, uh, he's going to be there to shoot when he's open. And Terrian Prince, who is, is a decent piece. But here's the list of guys that they lost in this draft. D'Angelo Russell, Alan Crabb, Shabazz Napier, Trayvon Graham, Ed Davis, Damari Carroll, Jared Dudley, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I'm just trying to figure out. You bring in Durant, he's going to set a year. I think Brooklyn knows they're not going to compete for a title this first season back. This season coming up, though, do they have enough? Are they going to be one of those teams like Philly, like uh, like the Bucks, well, who we assume are going to compete? I just don't see it this season. No. I'm going to throw this and, out well, there. Are they, are, they a candidate, are they a candidate for – a uh, new coach. I don't think so. Uh, with the with yeah. what well, they did last well, he, year. Well, he he hasn't done much there in his his three years there. They've been fairly ordinary. Yeah, he's a, he's a uh, really good coach though, because he, he's been winning yeah, he, with lesser talent. But if it becomes a him or Kyrie or him or Durant thing, then he goes. So that relationship is going to be really important. That's, that's where I'm angling. I'm not saying that that uh, he's not a good coach. I'm saying, is he a guy that if that team doesn't get along, that he's going to feel the axe? Because, well, that's what happens, right? <laughs> right. Stevens, Stevens had enough cachet to where if it was going to be a choice, Stevens would have stayed. Uh, Brooklyn's a whole different thing. If it's, a, if it's a, becomes a problem with him and Kyrie, the coach is going to be gone. And if for them to be good, like eight seed to me is, is them doing a, having a good season. If they're going to be better than that, then Kyrie would have to be first-team All-NBA. I think that'd go crazy. And I really don't see that. Yeah, I, I don't either. No. That's one. Yeah, they're, they're 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 looking at they're not next year is kind of I think they have to as a team they've got to kind of look at next year as whatever happens happens. 
and then they got to focus on the year after that. Yeah, agreed. But uh, Davis, uh, losing uh, big boy Davis, that's going to hurt a little bit. I never liked Allen Kraft. I didn't want him in Atlanta, so that's that's whatever. But I don't know, man. <laughs> Look at you just running guys out of towns left and right. I know, right? On a rebuilding project, I'm over here trying to run everybody out. <laughs> if you're over 25 years old right now, the Atlanta Hawks should be looking to move you. That seems to be the uh, – yeah. <laughs> Speaking of rebuilding, the speak of re- there's, a, there's a team yeah, I want to talk good. about here. You're good? And when, right. we talk, when we talk about rebuilding – Let's look at him here. I forgot. Go ahead, Nas. I'm sorry. No, I think Nas is dealing with other things. I'm sorry, man. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm out here Um, running my mouth to somebody else. No, you're fine. You're fine. I just, I I thought you were trying to tell us something. My apologies. Um, the curtain. (laughs) This is just like setting, this, like I said, this is just like a bunch of guys sitting around shooting the shit in a coffee shop or a barber yeah, shop or wherever. You get what you get for background noise on occasion. It happens. Uh, uh-huh. let's, let's look at the Phoenix Suns. Uh, uh, you want to talk about rebuilding and doing it completely wrong, let's talk about Phoenix. Um, this team can't figure yeah. out what the fuck they're doing. They're so confused. They bring in Ricky Rubio. Um, good luck with that jump shot. Uh, Dario Saric, who's a good player. Uh, Javon Carter, good defensive guard. I like him. I'm from West Virginia, so I'm biased. Uh, Frank the Tank Kaminsky comes in, and they also added Aaron Baines from the Celtics. They did trade Josh Jackson, who has been one of the, one of the biggest disappointments to hit the streets since the AMC Pacer. Uh, DeAnthony Melton, was uh, yeah, he's, a, he's a decent player, but nothing too special. Rashawn Holmes is gone, and Troy Daniels. Uh, they draft Cameron Johnson in the ultimate reach in the draft, but they also grab Ty Jerome at 24. Phoenix, what's going on? Is the desert melting their heat? What, what do you guys think? So, uh, anybody want to weigh in on the Suns? They scare me. Yeah. I don't know what's I going just looked- on there, to be, to be honest. I really don't. Well, nobody can figure yeah, it out I, because I didn't watch any of those college kids, so I don't know about the rookies. But Sarver's a bad owner. He sold draft picks in years where he should have drafted, and then in years that he did draft, he always they picked the wrong guy every single time, from Dragon Bender to what you know, kid, Chris, that. whatever. Every time they picked the wrong guy, except Dragon. for Devin Booker. So Dragon Bender, good God, what were they thinking? <sighs> what were they thinking? Well, they got a case I mean, there where they've where they've got an owner who probably should just mind his own business. And I know that sounds stupid when you're an owner, but you know what I mean. That uh, <laughs> they have know, an that owner let, that the fans are begging to sell the team. So he should let his if that uh, general he should let his general manager do what he hired him to do instead of uh, trying to be the man over there. Because the guy obviously does not know much about basketball, or if he does. I don't know what it is because they have missed, as you said, repeatedly in just about every facet of the anything they do. Well, let's, just, just to make just to make Phoenix Suns fans feel better, uh, here's some of the guys that you passed on to draft Dragon Bender: um, Chris Dunn, 
Buddy Heald, Jamal Murray, Marquise Chris, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, Tarion Prince, Denzel Valentine, uh, Malik Beasley, Harris LeVert, Timothy Lau Cabaret, Pascal Siakam, DeJounte Murray, just to name a few that you could have had, but you took Dragon Friggin Bender. Way to go. Mm-hmm. He really liked how he sat on the bench. Well, he's doing a great job of it. His career high is 17 points against the Timberwolves, of course. But anyway, <laughs> moving yeah. on from there. But yeah, it's just been a. Well, actually, his is now 23. So forgive me. But he's right. just the Suns just can't seem to put it together. They got Booker, and it's almost like they're trying to rebuild without rebuilding. They're trying to go out and get these these rent of players. Uh, Ricky Rubio is is getting up in years now. Um, you know he's in his prime, and he still doesn't have a jump shot. Dario Saric is a good player, but in Phoenix he's going to be kind of wasted because. Let's be honest here. The Suns aren't winning anything, especially in the West. They're not a team built to win, and they're not going to win in a, a Western Conference that 14, 13 teams are going to be fighting for eight spots because there's a lot of very talented teams in the West. The Suns, I don't know what they're doing. They they draft Cameron Johnson. They could have easily traded back more to get him if they wanted to. They do get Ty Jerome, who I don't hate, but he's a project. Uh, Devin Booker's been the only guy that they've hit with so far. They just, I don't know. It's a mystery to me, Phoenix. I just, I don't get it. I, I can't figure it out. Um, if anybody can figure it out, do feel free to drop us a line here at Wide Men Can't Jump. Uh, we'll more yeah. than welcome you here if you have an answer. Send your scientists along to explain it because... <laughs> it's going to take some explaining for us regular folk. Cause I said, I'm, I was looking at their draft picks here and going, I don't know who any of these dudes are. Like, even going back, like this this franchise seems to be one of those ones that, I mean, when were they last good in the in the, in the Steve Nash era? Yeah, when they had Steve Nash, Rajah Bell, Amari Stoudemire, guys like that. I mean, they were they were good. But they had Mike D'Antoni, and they could not win. They couldn't win a title. Couldn't nope. even get there. It wasn't. It wasn't the fact that they couldn't even. They would lose in the finals. They couldn't even get to the finals. So I don't know. Yeah, it just seems sometimes like, there. Sometimes there's just those teams. Uh, you know, that doesn't seem no matter what they do. It just. I don't know if you want to say cursed isn't the right word, but you know they franchises fall into funks, and sometimes it's awfully hard to get out of those holes once you get into them. Some franchises were in them from yeah. the get go, and it's it's difficult to to you know you how do you how do you get I mean if you're the Phoenix Suns let's just say okay you you own the Suns what do you do all right we know we're bad how do we get how do we get any better we I mean I guess drafting would be the first thing although their last two picks haven't been real horrible um, and then after that what what do you do how do you get any better. Like I said, uh, there's nothing worse in the NBA than being mediocre. There's nothing worse than being no. perennial lottery. Um, that 14th, 15th, 16th and pick still sucks. terrible. And it's terrible. You either want to be top five or you want to be winning titles. 
That's the that's the way to be about it. That's just the way you have to be. About yeah, well, you, you, yeah, you can't you can't get a draft pick good enough without getting a little bit lucky to yeah, be a franchise sure. to be a franchise changer. You don't have any players good enough to acquire a franchise player, and you're kind of like you said, you're stuck in mediocrity. Well, and the fact you have an owner who's publicly criticized in your city. Um, and even the politicians have thrown thrown him under the bus there as well. And not to mention Arizona. Arizona is not exactly a, a destination market. Uh, not a lot of people just take a trip to Arizona for shits and giggles. So, I mean, it's not exactly That's the true. best place it's, to be. It's, yeah, it's not on the list. It's not New York or L.A. No, or it's not like New York, places. L.A., Chicago, or anything like that. But – they haven't yeah. made it a culture of winning, and that's a big issue. You have to produce a winning culture. San Antonio. People will go to San Antonio to play. Why? Because it's a, a winning culture there. Um, and it's not a big market. Nobody nobody goes to San Antonio for vacation. Nobody wants to go hang out in San Antonio. Like, good Lord. All of a sudden, there's the Alamo. I mean, that's it. Nobody I mean, goes there. I think they've got a decent coach. Monty Williams yeah. is not is not horrible. I mean, so it's, yeah, I, I guess maybe we're looking at ownership as holding things up there. And as long as that guy owns that team, that team's just not getting any better. Yeah, and, and it's a shame. Fluking into it. Yeah, it, it's a definite shame. All right, well. Uh, Looking around the league here, let's just go ahead and throw it out there. I'm going to exclude – let's exclude the Clippers. Let's exclude the yeah. Nets. Who do you guys think won – who won the offseason? Uh, Lou, we'll start with you. We'll go around from there. Lou, who won the offseason that's not named the Nets or the Clippers? Who won the offseason? Mm. Yes, sir. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, I, I just don't think I have to say that we the Nets. I mean, they really did hit the jackpot. Other than that, well, I really don't think um, that's got to be my clear winner. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll let you bend the rules this time, Lou. Uh, Tim, who won the offseason for you, my friend? I like the, 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 the well, I guess what to mean by offseason. Are we counting draft in there, too? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got, I got a bit of a toss up then. I, I think New Orleans came out smelling pretty good. And uh, I think the Thunder, you won't see the results of it until for a little bit. But I think they, if they play their cards right, this could be the year that sends them over the top two or three years from now. Yeah, I, I can see New Orleans as well. They they got very young and very talented. In a few years, they could be dynamic. Nosh, who won the offseason, not named New York, or not named Brooklyn, not named Clippers? Oh, Lakers, man. Uh, they got a Hall of Famer. And they luckily didn't get another uh, big money guy, and now they got to get, you know, little spare parts to kind of fill out the roster. So, Anthony Davis is the biggest thing. And possibly the MVP next year. Oh, dude. You're That's reaching. a bold statement from Nod. You sir are reaching. Unless there's an MVP <laughs> for, for uh, being injured. 
Well, I'll tell you this. I'm going to go I – got, I got two here I'll throw out there. We talked about the Utah Jazz earlier. I, I think, to me, I would put them over uh, as the clear winner here. Like, you know, Mike Conley, Bogdanovich, Ed Davis, and Manuel Moutier, Jeff Green, really uh, the only loss, Derek Favors and Raul Nito. So the Jazz have moved into being contenders. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think Denver did a good job – by basically not losing anyone, and then they added Jeremy Grant, um, who's going to be a nice, nice bench piece for them. Uh, and they drafted Bull Bull, who they're just going to let kind of sit there and, and maybe redshirt this year and heal up. And he's got potential. Uh, but another team I did want to bring up as a team that got a lot better, I don't know, maybe got better, but they added some pieces. They lost some guys, but they added some nice pieces, and that's the Indiana Pacers. They get Malcolm Brogdon, uh, they bring in Jeremy Lamb, and a, a sleeper addition to that roster, T.J. McConnell. Uh, Darren Carlson retired. They lost uh, Bogdanovich, but Oladipo's coming back, uh, should be healthy. They lost Corey Joseph, Wes Matthews, Thaddeus Young, Kylo Quinn as well. Losing Wes Matthews may be a blessing in disguise with the way he shoots, so... That may be a good thing for them. Um, and I think if they had Old Depot healthy last year, they were going to be a team to be reckoned with in the uh, the NBA playoffs. But unfortunately, Old Depot goes down, and that hurt them more than anything. So hopefully Old Depot comes back healthy, and they could be a top-four team in that Eastern Conference Maybe. this year. At least that, that's my view on you know, things. I'll say one thing for sure, Nate. Never well, in recent memory, unless you're really old, uh, it has never been as open as it is going to be this coming season. Oh, so absolutely there is, not. Never. There is no, no clear-cut number one unless you're a homer. Let's be honest, unless you really are looking at it through those colored yeah. glasses. There's no number one. There's easily, I don't know what, you could maybe even say seven, eight, nine, ten teams that depending on how things go, could get there. Uh, it, no, yeah, there no, there no, there's no favorites. There's no favorites next year. None. I, I don't know what's going to well, happen. It the Vegas betting odds have the Lakers and Clippers at the top of the heap in terms of of being the the two top teams. Yeah. But again, that's man, LA money. That's happen. LA I money mean, talking. Of course, but anything can happen. Like you know, I think Philly's got a good a good starting lineup. Uh, the addition, they lose Jimmy Butler, but they bring in Horford and Josh Richardson. Pretty good trade-off there. No, their, biggest, their biggest issue is they don't have a point guard. Ben Simmons is not a point guard. Just because he dribbles right. the ball does not make him a point guard. No, but you got you can throw Denver in there. You can throw Utah in there. You can throw Milwaukee in there. Uh, Houston's still Houston. Whether I don't think Houston can win, but they're still Houston. You get Indiana. Yep. You get Golden State is still Golden State. Maybe not quite as good as they were, but they still got some pretty good players down there. Uh, Boston, who knows? Portland, who knows? Then after that, it starts to drop off a tiny bit. But I mean, you got there has. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You just got you. You just got you got guys. I mean, and it's all going to be like, are these teams going to mesh? Like on paper, the Clippers look great. Doesn't mean they're going to be. You know, there you don't know. 
No. How that you know how that's going to pan out? Uh, the Lakers, okay. Well, they got Anthony Davis. All right, he's a great player when he's out there. Uh, are we getting LeBron, who is hungry and pissed off and wants to win again? Or are we going to get Hollywood LeBron like we got last year, where I don't want to play defense? Uh, I don't really seem to be all that interested in this project. Because um, it's going to make well, I mean, it's all the difference this. in the world, right? LeBron, LeBron never wants to play defense. No, but he <laughs> really, he really regular season, last year. In the regular no, season, I think, he I think that part's overstated. He wants to play defense. Those feet just a little heavy now, and he can't move like he used to as far as wings. That's and sometimes he's barbecue chicken, man. It, it ain't, well, he ain't trying. Well, sometimes he's getting cooked. Yeah, if they're going to play him at the point, his defense better get better or he's going to get exploited. Something oh, they better, they better put another guard in there to, to guard. Well, Danny Green will have to guard the points if that's what they want to do. Yeah, because they, they cannot put him on. He can't turn <laughs> and keep up with the young guys anymore. He just no, can't. No, no, no. And it's that not would be funny if they try. Yeah, it's not because he he isn't a great player because he is. He's just he's getting old. It's just that simple. He's old and he's his body has taken a beating because he was a he was a beast for so many years. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I, I was seeing young dudes catch the ball on the wing against him with a smile on their face, like not like years ago where you were kind no, of worried, you, you know, dealing you with. You would have looked like, up and went, "Damn!" Now you're looking up and going, "Damn." <laughs> I can go around him. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, man, he gets cooked a lot, man. man like it's, it's, yeah. They always have, y'all remember when Kobe got old and he started jumping in every passing lane and trying to get every yeah. feeling? That's where Bron is right now, man. Want to yeah, play safety because he can't, can't guard anybody. Mm. Just, you know, head up. Well, you say father time is undefeated. Sooner or later, the, the speed. Right. Yeah, and, it doesn't, and at that level, it doesn't take much. You know, he's probably yep. a quarter quarter second slower than he used to be, but at that level, that's an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, well it just is. I mean, out on the out at the out at the court to down at the park you don't notice that, but in the NBA that's that's a lot. Uh one Dude, thing I wanna bring up gym up. I had to had to go around to the other side of the building to get the keys and lock the gym up, I just damn near died. So, A, yeah, man. Ain't no joke. And we keep talking about the Clippers. Nobody says anything about Paul George's shoulder or Kawhi's legs. And those things ain't going away. Oh, away. yeah. Other side. There's another guy. I mean, can That's the Clippers true. load – can they afford to load manage him the way Toronto did? Yeah, you know, do they, did they have, do they have a bench that's good enough? I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. But if they, if they can get away with it the way Toronto did and still win enough to not worry about where they were seated and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of ifs out yeah, there, yeah. Lou Will, carry, Lou Will had to carry for a while. Yeah. Lou, Lou Williams is, is is amazing. Nobody can tell me otherwise. Um, Paul George in the Clippers, now playing under Coach Doc Rivers, his uh, <laughs> whose daughter he dated and cheated on with a stripper. And now he's back playing. Well, he'll, be doing, he'll be doing the wind sprints. Okay. <laughs> it's not Paul's fault. It's not his fault. Never is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what Doc's going to say. Man, Doc cares more about winning than he do the feelings of hey, his Sorry. You have to put that stuff aside if you, if you want to be successful, right? 
at that level. Absolutely. Not Absolutely. Stuff, well, that's not, we never not say not stuff anything matters. about Paul George being in L.A. Uh, that can be risky, too. Absolutely, that can be risky. Are you trying Absolutely. to suggest that Paul George may, may find a club or two? Yeah. <laughs> or two. <laughs> a club, a STD, or many things. You may find <laughs> oh, boy. You heard it here first. Do what you want. No shot. Paul George, to possible. What are the odds that Paul George can you know, contract an STD next year? Man, we'll have to put that out there, but Paul George will be hanging out with with Swaggy P somewhere. You know that's coming. Yeah, right, so he's the one most likely to have some kind of like TMZ off the court crazy thing down there in L.A. Oh yeah, so how, it won't be Kawhi. How, it won't be Kawhi. Long, I'll tell you that. How long will it right. be though before uh, there's a Clippers Lakers mashup somewhere in that city? <laughs> Ain't gonna take long, man. I wouldn't Damn, think first month. Yeah, first month of the season. Oh, probably. Gotta be. Uh, the interesting thing will be if both teams make the playoffs and how they're going to have to divvy up the uh, the schedule in the playoffs for home and away games. That could get interesting. Um, but anyway, somebody, you know, somebody, will, there, will there still be places that are open to Lakers that the Clippers can't get into? Like if you got Paul with you or you got Kawhi with you, I'm sure you can get in, but. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I that's the they, thing. I think they bend over backwards to make sure that, that, that they'll, they'll screw up the schedule. Yeah. Mm. But, gentlemen, it's getting close to our time to, to take it home. I don't want to thank Lou and Naj for calling in, as they usually do. If you guys want to throw something out there before we wrap up here, like where to follow you, where to keep up with you, you're more than welcome to do so. Thank you guys for calling in and talking some NBA free agency with us. All right. Um, I have an I have an email address at uh, luchnor45 at capitalgmail dot com, and my uh, sports show airs Saturday nights six to eight in the East. Uh, the number is seven one two seven seven five seven zero three five, and the pin number four one zero one seven three, followed by the pound sign. If you do not press the pound sign, you don't get squat. <laughs> Thanks again, Lou. Nas, anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, nah, man. I'm, I'm still kind of hurting. Honestly, All right. man. Would you like me to, to petition the city you live in to maybe make that gym a little smaller for next time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sad thing is I'm supposed to be training people. But that's a whole other story. Anyway, uh, yeah, so y'all have a good one. I got nothing to promote. <laughs> Thanks, Nas. We appreciate you calling. Have call, a good man. one, man. And that was Lou and Naj, and Tim and I will take one minute here, and we'll be right back to wrap up the show. Are you sick of the boring, same old campsites with the same old girls and the same boring content? Well, now's your chance to jump over to a brand new website called cambay.com, C-A-M-B-A-E.com. When you're on Cambay, whatever you want and whatever you desire is right at your fingertips. Be sure to join right now and use promo code WIDEMEN to get 20 free credits on Cambay.com. Use those credits to go towards whatever your fantasy is and make sure that you know Cambay.com wants to make you as happy as you can be. 
Be sure to join right now. Again, it's cambay.com, C-A-M-B-A-E.com. And unlike college, it's not going to take you guys 20 free credits to finish. So join cambay.com right now. Use promo code WIDEMAN and get your free credits. Thanks again to cambay.com, one of our great sponsors here on the show, Wide Men Can't Jump. This has been episode 87. Tim and I have been proud to bring it to you. Uh, we hope to have some more TR here on the show real, real soon uh, as we talked to him the other day. So we hope we'll have that, him back some. That bastard, you know, we let his contract run out, and now he's shaking us down. <laughs> we also want to thank our sponsors at Stay Classy Meats at stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code WIDEMAN to save 10% on your order. Uh, go there now. I made some bison steak over the 4th of July holiday, and holy hell, uh, fantastic. Just go get it. Um, again, promo code WIDEMAN. Save yourself 10% on your order. Stay classy meats, top-of-the-line meat. It's your online meat market. You want to get there, and you can't beat their meat. So we want to, um, to take it. <laughs> You're welcome for that. Uh, we want to take a second here and uh, tell you guys to check out our Patreon account, patreon.com slash wide men can't jump. Our exclusive interview, if you're a wrestling fan with Jack Doan, is up right now. It's patreon.com slash wide men can't jump. As low as $2 a month, you can get exclusive interviews and content. We have another interview up Monday. Again, if you're a pro wrestling fan, Jimmy Jacobs, that interview will be posted on Monday if all goes according to plan. Uh, we talked for over an hour and a half with Jimmy about his wrestling career, his time in Ring of Honor, his time working the indies, his time in WWE on the creative team. You don't want to miss that. Patreon.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump. And you'll also have access to the Jack Doan interview as well. So get there now. As low as $2 a month, sign up. And uh, I believe it's canceled any time. So sign up. And don't miss it. We got some great interviews yeah. heading your way. We got some um, more good ones coming down the pipe. You yeah. betcha. Got a few already recorded. We'll let you know more about those as we as they get closer. Head over to WideMenCan'tJump.com. Our newest article on free agency moves is up. Check it out. You can stay in touch there. Thank Lou and Nas for calling in, and we do want to thank uh, SB Nation and Winning Place Podcast on Michael Pena for calling in, jumping on the show, talking some hoops with us. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate all you listeners out there. Uh, numbers are going up and up, and so we really appreciate that. And thank you for making Wide Men Can't Jump your choice for sports podcasts, especially for basketball. So thank you guys so much for that. We're on – well, we're still on Apple Podcasts. We're still having issues, and we're sorry about that if you're a new subscriber. Uh, we will get that fixed ASAP, I promise you, and I do apologize for that. I'm working with some techs now trying to get the problem solved. They think they haven't figured out, so I'm hoping by next week it will be fixed, but I'm not holding my – not holding my breath. We are on Google Play. We're on WideMenCanJump.com. You can go over there and click. We're on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and we're on FM Flash. And anywhere you find podcasts, we're there. Check it out. Podcast Addict, Stitcher, we're there. Uh, again, thank you to our sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New, Cambay.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, and Stay Classy Meats at StayClassyMeats.com. Uh, Tim, before we ado for the night anything you want to throw in yeah you wanted to uh, quickly talk about uh, uh uh big big names in the summer league right yeah yeah well, right up okay well just it's in the write-up but i think just, uh, okay, well just just hear me out it's, 
I will I will give I will give some clicks. Justin Wright Foreman. Okay. All right. Are you following me so far? Yes. Quindary Quindary Witherspoon. Uh huh. All right. Uh, hold on. I'm just uh, I gotta get uh, I wrote this down and I can't find what I wrote. Yeah, it down. I, I I see what you're doing now. Literally. Hey, long hey Wood Highsmith. Literal long eh? names at eh? Summer League, right? I see what eh? you're doing. I... I'm not done yet. Quit interrupting okay. me. Nickel Alexander Walker. That's a pretty big name. Have uh, you had enough? You done? Uh, but there was a, there was one uh, that really kind of made me giggle. Oh yeah. I couldn't. Re- I, I didn't really find any like goofy ones. Like yeah. you would expect, there would be a couple that were kind of out there mm-hmm. a little bit. But I yeah. did find one that was fairly long. Uh, just a second. I can't miss it because it's so long. Um, there we go. There's Diana Whoa. looking like some kind of whore. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, <laughs> Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, gosh. Something else, him, but... He's playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Vegas Summer League, and his last team was Canton of the G League. So there you go. Well, there we go. Those are some of the long names of Summer League. Uh, we'll have more on Summer League next week whenever uh, the finals of the Summer League, uh, like, especially uh, the Vegas yeah, Summer League, wind up. It seems like every guy of any uh, importance has kind of dropped out of the Summer League so yeah, a lot of them have. That's true. So uh, we'll, we'll have more on Summer League next week when I can do a little bit more research. And it'll be the end of Summer League, so be, we'll have more on that. But, Tim, anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm ready to wrap it up. i got a special wrap-up tonight. All right. Go ahead. Send us home. I will take you home courtesy of the diary and, and or journal, if you like, of one Ed Boggess. God. So first – you leave work, right? Yeah. Drive, uh, you, you, six blocks to your left, there's a Dairy Queen. You hit that sucker. <laughs> then you, uh, you, you, when you're done there, you pull out and you take the uh, 43 uh, north to Canton, and they got a uh, they got a buffet there that no, oh, you, you can't be beat. <laughs> uh, then, then you zip over to the Kroger's because uh, you're going to have to make a bit of a trip here on I-92. Uh, so you got to pick up some food there, whatever you might like. Uh, uh, Ed's really, really like the Twinkies, I believe, uh, and a six-pack of root beer. Uh, you hit the I, I believe it was an I-92 to uh, a man, West Virginia, and uh, oh, there they have, they have got a Chick-fil-A, a Burger King, a McDonald's, and a Chipotle right, all in a roll. So they have none of that in man, but okay. Yeah, they, they do now. Ed Boggess is in the diary. Look then it, I'm moving look to it, man. Look it up. You hit, well, maybe not man proper, but in the area. They're all in a okay. row. You hit one, and you just park the car, and you hit one, and you go to the end, and then you have the ambulance take you back to your car when you're finished. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. So and, and then from man, it's you know it's just a hop and a skip and a jump back to Logan. So there you go. Go <sighs> Chapmanville Tigers. Peace.
Thanks for listening to the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com and at widemencantjump.com. Be sure to check out our blogs over at widemencantjump.com and also be sure to check out all the other shows that we put out. You can find us on iTunes, Podcast Static, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Also, at WideBeanCanJump.com. Visit our store and buy some new t-shirts that are available now in all sizes. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at NewLawOffice.com and by Cambay.com. Be sure to visit Cambay.com and use promo code WideBean to get 20 free credits on your purchase. Thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time for the next episode on the Wide Men Radio Network.